is Overdrive Radio. I'm Todd Dills, and in this edition of the podcast, we're talk- tracking back through more of the conversation we have with California-based produce broker Pam Young, who's long operated the Pam Young & Company Small Brokerage, today working with small fleets and owner ops on produce originating in Washington State and California, moving on lanes into Texas mostly. Young, though, has also newly patented an automated reefer trailer washout machine as she came to as a response to new sanitary transport guidelines mostly directed to shippers in the FDA's Food Safety Modernization Act. Her Healthy Trailer LLC business is a location for washouts with the machine in King City, California, and she's pitching it to food service companies and other entities. Here she is setting the stage in a way for ultimately why she thinks more carriers, shippers, and brokers all should be concerned about trailer sanitation in the wake of the FDA's new rules and why many just aren't, as it were. What, what people will say, and I'm sure you've already heard this or you will, when it comes to transportation and the sanitary transportation rules, the, the two things that we hear all the time is that A, there's never been... Um, and a foodborne illness outbreak that has been directly tied to a dirty trailer. That's one thing. And the second thing is, yeah, well, the FDA is not inspecting specifically. They're not investigating. You know, it's just, it, it's just not really happening. And what we've heard and what we've seen is that that is correct. Um, there has not been a specific example of a problem related to a trailer. But that's just because the data is not there. I mean, no one's really studied it. Um, really not done much uh, science data collecting until we started doing it. And so, you know, we just, we really don't know what's out there. And the other thing is, the rule doesn't say that until we find those problems, you don't have to comply. It says comply. You know, so the number one thing we heard over and over again when we started getting up to speed, Pam Young and Company, um, in terms of compliance was be proactive, don't sit around, get in front of it. And that's what we do in our business too, you know, stay in front of it. So that, you know, you're not, and that's what all of food safety is, all of the rules, not just transportation, it's be proactive, not reactive. That's, that, it's about prevention. Following, Young tells the story of how in just a year and a half or so, she was able to corral the resources and drive to get the healthy trailer effort, effort off the ground. But before we get there, I wanted to share a little of Young's response to a question about rates paid to carriers in today's tight environment. Wearing her produce broker hat, in the wake of the ELD mandates implementation and the late growth in the economy, had she been paying more to carriers and getting paid more by shippers herself, I asked. Here's what she had to say. Because uh, right now we're still doing the majority of what we do out of Washington, it's not as horrible as California. Um, California has been uh, astronomical. Um, and it's not rate, even rate, just yeah. about rate-wise. Yeah, it, it's just, it's been amazing. And, and, you know, it's one thing to, it's one thing to pay a lot for a, you know, a load to go. It's another thing to not get super quality service with that. And I think that, that that's where it gets a little frustrating. I, I think that, you know, it's, um, 
it is, uh, a, as you know, trucking has always been market-driven. And um, sometimes, um, almost unfairly, going both ways. I've seen it in January with carriers, and I've seen it in July with carriers. It's always kind of seemed to even out. Um, I don't know as the capacity is really challenged right now. And um, I don't know that it's going to be a largely improved anytime soon. Um, now in our business, you know, we could have like we, we could have a romaine problem and that right away will uh, you know, and I just refer to that because we've just gone through that, or or the cantaloupe, the melon issue. You know, it that kind of thing can um, definitely throw a wrench in in the plans. Uh, you know, we're just really gearing up in summer fruit. Um, but All right. So you mean you mean that you have you have when you say like a romaine problem, you mean uh, you've got a glut of it that needs to go and there's nobody to take it, or do you mean a problem with quality where there has has been a, uh, you know, a, a huge loss or a huge recall of it? Recall, exactly. Recall. That's, that's okay. what I was okay. thinking about, yeah. Because we yeah. can be screaming along and just doing really, really well, and then just like that there's a problem, and they, they don't mess around with that. I mean, it's like, yeah. stop the truck. That's not something that, you know, that's not even salvageable. It's get rid of it, you know, and I want to know where you got rid of it. And, you know, there's just a lot of details and even managing that kind of that kind of thing. So, you know, you just never know when something like that's going to happen. Um, we could have a heat wave. Uh, that's the fun and yet the challenge of, of produce. You know, we could have a heat wave. It brings all the tree fruit on quickly, and it's crazy for, you know, a good solid, you know, three weeks or so. And then just like that, you know, it tapers off, and you start getting rejections yep. because you, they didn't get it picked, you know, picked fast enough yep. or something like that. So it's just, um, it's, uh, <laughs> like I said, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Well, tell me about uh, you know, so healthy trailer. You, this is a you told me about this just a few weeks ago, and this is a company that um, that you founded that uh, uh, is is a direct result of just kind of looking around at um, you know this this new uh, rule of food safety modernization act, and and uh, kind of seeing a. Uh, seeing a dearth of um, sort of quality in the in the wa in the reefer washout uh, uh, businesses that are around and, and and the way or the way that carriers and you know, small carriers are are doing it, uh, you, you you saw uh, seems like you saw a need for that in your in your particular area. T tell me uh, tell me about when when you got it going, how you got it going, what what does it entail? Uh, sure. So um, the short story on that was that I was um, back at a the New York uh, the New York Produce Show um, one December, and um, walking the floor drumming up business for Pam Young and Company, and I happened to stop by a a booth um, a Neogen booth, and Neogen is an ATP um, company where they specialize in 
um, sanitation um, measurement devices or sanitation and, and provide um, measurement devices to uh, verify and validate cleaning procedures in all sorts of industries. And I just it literally stopped by because I uh, the guy was uh, all his all his uh, marketing materials were still at the airport. I guess they got lost, and and so we struck up this conversation. And I said, "Hey, have you ever uh, checked out trailers?" And he said, "No, but that would be interesting." And I got back uh, from that, and a friend of mine at that time uh, we were really looking at. Trying how we were going to develop new business because again you know there's so many so many people in the business and it was just getting um, harder and harder and I thought you know I wonder what else I could do and a friend of mine said hey you're a lawyer why don't you write uh, why don't you check out food safety and uh, help people get that he said it's it's going to be a serious thing so I wrote a little compliance plan uh, for our carriers something they could. This is something they could uh, they could use and, and sort of adopt officially as as sort of their uh, stated um, uh, compliance regime for this for the Food Safety Modernization Act, basically. That's exactly what it was. Um, yeah. I started asking them what they were doing to get ready, and of course, I knew the rule was coming. That was like 2000. That was the that was 2017. Okay. End of 2016, I saw it coming, um, and uh, my father is um, has had many positions, but one of them was uh, one of the a food safety person over at Fresh Express, and I just remember him talking about how you know people would, you know they could have an amazing exemplary food safety plan, but if the people didn't follow through. You know the plan is useless, and it just really caught my attention. I started paying attention to um, the people part of all all types of compliance, and I just realized that you know carriers um, had very little experience or knowledge, or you know they they just were going to be really lost in the weeds on this. And so um, I had taught school for about 13 years a long time ago. And so I wrote a little plan that basically said, hey, you know, this is what the rule is. This is really what they're after. This is how you, this is how you write a plan. From there, you write what they're going to be looking for, what you're already doing, and then you make a little list next to that about what you're not doing. And then there's your plan. And I wrote, like I said, I have this plan actually that's got a little homework section and this is what they want. But from there, the very first section in the sanitary transportation rule, 1.906, requires a carrier to use only clean and sanitary equipment. And the FDA Okay, so the FDA was very careful and say to, to not specify what clean is. And they were trying okay. to be flexible. Okay, I get it. They were trying to be, um, they say in the rule, we're not going to be, they tried to be non-prescriptive, meaning they were not going to define clean. The problem with that is, 
it's actually the vagueness actually is now creating problems because what, what do they need to do then to comply? What is clean? And so I partnered up with Neogen. I used their test samplers. I got in trailers. I got in brand new trailers like a $75,000 Great Dane and tested 26 spots around that trailer in places that, you know, on the floor and lower parts of the wall, on the ceiling, at the end of the, end of the chute, the bulkhead. And guess what? They were not passing. And then we went over to the washout, and then they failed places that were kind of passing or clean in the trailer or had one number. Their numbers went up, in, in meaning they got dirtier after the washout. So then I went and I observed. I observed here in Salinas. We've got a couple here. I, I traveled around the state. And so in food safety, the big thing is to keep your equipment clean and not cross-contaminate. So if you go to a washout, the guy gets in there with rubber boots, sprays down what they see. Um, some companies are a little better about having some procedural or, or protocols, but for the most part, clean what you see, and then they get back out of that trailer, the next trailer comes in, and guess what? That hose that was just dragged through whatever it was before it got in that other trailer is now in You're your trailer. Right the new one. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Or if they're if they're going to use a broom or something, it's hanging on the side of the of the washout bay. They go in and they scrub it, and then when they're all done, they will spray a chemical that may or may not get washed out after that um, after that washout. Um, so there's just a lot of things that need to improve. And we looked at that and we thought, wow, this could be a new market. So now we have an automated machine, and that's literally how it started. It was, it came from my compliance plan. I listened to a ton of webinars. Um, experts were saying, we can't even define clean, but whatever you do, make sure you document it. That, that was their advice. So. We got to work. We knew um, the smart thing to do would be to automate it. Um, there were a few uh, automated systems out there, but none of them addressed the ceiling or the top parts of the walls. And those had been parts that had tested, uh, you know, had failed. So we knew we couldn't just say, okay, we're not going to do that. You know, we needed to figure out a way to clean that and sanitize. So that's why our machine has nozzles that will clean the entire, all the surfaces. And then, of course, in the next question, especially in fresh produce, is what do you do with dripping water? Because you can't have dripping water on product. Well, we have air knives that do a really good job of drying the surfaces. and. Um, our, and you can see this on our, our um, little video page, our, we have UV running the entire time. And the wonderful thing about UV, this UV, it is um, germicidal UV that they're using in hospital rooms. So it's already been hmm. tested. Our system was actually engineered for a 53-foot trailer. So um, our light is working. We have testing procedures that show that our lamps are working. And then if there is water, 
Um, you know, that's not scary either because if you think about a water park, a lot of those places are using um, UV to clean their water. And so we're purifying the water. Um, now, the only thing that we are still careful about is if that trailer is on his way to go load and it's going to be within, you know, 15 minutes, we do go in with um, a squeegee that we do also clean and sanitize and remove any excess water on the, that might be on the roof because if it falls on strawberries, that, that's a problem. So it, it doesn't even it doesn't matter if it's super clean purified water if it's water on a strawberry it's it's a failure so so now that's where we're at our system um, we have a high pressure and a low pressure uh, we can run just the UV if that's what the you know if that's what the customer wants um, so now it's just getting it out there and. Do you envision uh, selling the, the system to um, carriers, or do you have a uh, do you have, have a actual physical location where people can come in and have this done? Yes. Um, the The answer is yes, yes, and yes because okay. what happened? <laughs> well, what happened to us is we just thought, you know, let's get this up and running, and um, let's get carriers through. We'll we'll make um, we'll uh, make this available so that people that don't have time to sit over at the local place um, can come in and, and uh, you know, so we knew that we needed a physical location, but it didn't take very long at all for us to realize that this, our business model is, is not just for a local place. I mean, it is, in fact, our patent, our patent is, um, foreign has uh, foreign protection now too because um, what we're going to do is I, I'm not sure it's going to look like a specifically a franchise but like the food service people they're how do we get one of these we want one of these in all of our yards um, we want them um, I don't know that they should always be at a truck stop because there's already congestion and I know that that's frustrating for carriers um, and the point is to get it done and help them comply. We give them a document that is not just a receipt. It's an actual cert certificate. Um, eventually, we're going to add in our software data tracking piece, too, so that, you know, anyone, and that's where the blockchain piece was, you know, hmm, you know, that could be really awesome. But so your question is, yes, we need to have a physical location. We are right now operating in King City. Um, and cleaning trailers. Uh, we're cleaning field trailers as well, which means that, you know, we'll get a trailer that comes in fresh from the field, which takes a little bit more work. Um, sure. But that's a whole nother thing. We didn't even, we didn't even see that coming. But, you know, the field trailers, they were the guys that said, hey, you know, we think that the farm is going to be a, a place you're going to need to, that's going to be a whole nother market. And so the, the challenge for us now is to get enough machines built so that people that want one can have one. We had a lady tell us yesterday, and, and honestly, I, f I keep feeling like I need to put together a blog that kind of addresses some of these conversations we're having because 
what people don't realize, and when I say people, I mean food service, um, retail, shippers, some of these big carriers that we see in the lots waiting to pick up their very perishable, fragile, fresh produce. Those, some of these people are telling us things like, um, we don't need your bells and whistles. Yeah. Um, one lady told us yesterday, you know what? You are wasting your time. And I just think, man, you know, would they say that in contract negotiations for one of their major contracts to haul, you know, fresh produce? I, I think not. Um, the other thing, Todd, that we're, we see ourselves doing, um, and it's already happened, where we get drivers out there that really have been put into behind the wheel that have very little experience um, with fresh produce. And that's an opportunity for us. You know, we get in the trailer and we'll say, hey, you know what, see that in the, your grooves. The next time, if you don't wash out with us, that's fine. But make sure you clean that out because um, we know that if the airflow is blocked and you would be surprised at how little of an ob a small of an obstacle in the groove will affect airflow or will okay. say, um, hey, check your, check your seals around your doors or do you know how to start your unit or, um, you know, you are really your brand, your company's brand um, spokesman. And so don't take shortcuts. It's really tempting in fresh produce to take a shortcut because these guys get here, their ELDs are running, Oh, I don't have time for that, so they'll brush it out. No, you know what? Um, as much as you can, um, even we have carpet guys tell us people that haul carpet out here. They say, "Oh, yeah, you know, we don't we don't haul chicken." That's what a guy told me yesterday, and I said, "Well, at least every third trip, because somebody is loading carpet into their trailers." And unless they are sanitizing the forklifts or the cartons, I mean, there's still touch points in that trailer yep. that are going to get turned around. And one person, again, large fleet, said, oh, well, the, you know, there are no food surfaces in that trailer. And, hey, after 20 years of doing this, let me tell you, <laughs> the floor is definitely a food surface a lot of times. <laughs> And so it's really important to keep the floor picked up and clean. The, the real value for us is going to be when we can get, get them out into the mar you know, a bigger market Good. where people that are really paying attention in compliance. At this point in the conversation, Pam Young returned to the notion of a lack of concern with conditions inside reefer trailers along the produce chain, offering the following anecdote about a recent conversation with the shipper. And, you know, I, I had a shipper the other day that does a lot for big food service chains, and he said, you know, Pam, all I can say is from the field, the tractor, the, the processing plants, bringing it in the bins, I mean, everywhere in the supply yeah. chain and getting that thing, it's, you know, getting that piece, of, that produce to market, their, their intense scrutiny said, why wouldn't people care about what the trailer is like? That's such a significant piece of the supply chain. 
so it's just a matter of time where people, you know, there's always a lot of fear in new stuff, and I understand that. It's just the best thing to do is really break it down and, and look at, you know, the parts that you can control and the parts that you can do that. And um, the parts that you can't, make sure your partners, you know, the, your partnerships, um, those different companies, they have the same mindset and protect right. yourself, you know, strategically that way as well. Do you continue to um, broach uh, the subject of your um, Food Safety Modernization Act compliance plan with CARES that uh, Pam Young Company brings on uh, new as core CARES? Does, I mean, when you when you uh, build a new relationship with a with a new carrier, are you do you offer that uh, that sort of compliance plan to them, um, or um, at least have have a conversation with them about it? Or? Yes, and and I know we're I know we're out of time, but I that was something that that's something you bring up that I if I could caution people. Uh, drivers or, or companies to be really careful about something, and it's tied exactly to this. Um, this little thing started as like 10 pages and it ended up being over 100 just because I knew that if I had to write one, I would, you know, I, knew I would need help. And so that's why I wrote teaching elements in there, you know, because homework assignments and things. But I mention that because um, I've sold very few of them just because people are like, oh, we don't need a plan. The rule doesn't say we need a plan. And I always say, well, look, um, every other area of FISMA or the Food Safety Modernization Act, everyone has to have a plan there. So while the rule doesn't say use the four-letter word plan, it's yeah. it's basically assuming. I mean, you know, if they're telling you to document and and do record keeping, that's gonna, that's that's got a plan format. But the other thing that I I noticed is that companies like big shippers here, when I ask them if they, how they were helping, helping their carriers document and, and be in compliance, they said, oh, well, we don't have a plan. So what they did was they went to their legal departments and drew up a contract. And now what they're doing is they're taking those contracts and they're, because this is what the rule said to do, you know, specify. So in the shipper's mentality, they took those, and I get why they did that, because that's, I mean, they're trying to protect themselves too and comply. They took, they had legal departments draw up a contract, and now they go to their, their contracted carriers and say, sign this. Okay, so the carriers, I've had this happen. They call me and they say, what is, what is this? And so my first thing is, make sure you know what you're signing because once you do, you're legally on the hook. And if you have questions, go back and ask them and make sure not just, don't just sign that, make sure that you are monitoring and um, doing your own homework, record keeping, whatever, to make sure that you are complying because if you have a problem, they're gonna go back to that document and say, well, look right here, you said that you do washouts. Well, if they have a problem, they're going to say, well, what kind of washout? How often do you do that washout? Is it only specific right. cargo? You know, so if you sign something, and that's, that's what I would just, you know, leave you with. And so when somebody comes aboard here, 
I don't really use my big plan unless they want help and you know because right. it's it's not it's kind of time consuming but I do have a simplified version and I kind of walk them through it and um, tell them what we will ask for them just show that they're complying with that um, because because brokers and this is what a lot of people don't a lot of truck brokers don't realize this they are supposed to have they they are specifically named in the as um, stepping into the shoes of shippers. Um, so, I wrote about the newly growing use of contracts as a risk transfer device Young is referring to here after a talk with transportation attorney Henry Seaton a month or two ago. You can find that story, which gives several examples of things to look out for that are somewhat new in the wake of the Food Safety Modernization Act, and which you might think twice about signing from shippers and brokers via overdriveonline.com, search Food Safety Modernization Act. Until next time, you can find Pam Young's Healthy Trailer Washout business in King City, California, if you're operating out there. More information via HealthyTrailerLLC.com. And stay safe out there.